0: John Gray and Ron Carpenter are publicly butting heads over millions in church funds. We'll discuss the very wild story, and trust us, it is a very wild one. Also, temperatures in Antarctica have hit a troubling new high, and Wes Anderson is back with the first trailer for his next movie. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant relevant daily. Relevant daily.
1: relevant daily. relevant Daily.
0: Hey everyone, I'm Jesse Carey. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All those stories are coming up, but first, I want to tell you about Truett Seminary. At Baylor University's Truett Seminary, kingdom-minded women and men are equipped to follow their callings. Wholeheartedly committed to rigorous academic instruction and intentional spiritual formation, Truett offers seven Master of Divinity graduate certificates, as well as seven joint degrees in the fields of law, business, education, social work, and music. Wherever your calling may take you, Truett Seminary will help to prepare you for the journey. Learn more at Baylor.edu slash Truett. That's Baylor.edu slash T-R-U-E-T-T. All right, to tell us about today's stories, it's our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Tyler, how's it going, man?
1: Hey, Jesse. Happy Wednesday.
0: Hey, thanks, man. So, all right, first up, uh, I want to jump right in because this is a wild story. We've been talking about it all morning. John Gray and Ron Carpenter are in a pretty big dispute mm-hmm. uh what can you tell us like what what's the origins of this uh because there's a lot of twists and turns here
1: yeah Jesse that's right you uh you you actually put together a pretty deep dive over at relevantmagazine.com and anybody who wants the full story or as much of it as we know now can head over there to get all the the juicy little twists and turns but we'll we'll give you as a, as broad of an overview here as we can so Relentless Church, which was formerly known as Redemption Church, locked in an ugly legal dispute that does involve millions of dollars. It all started when pastor, author, and reality television star John Gray took over Redemption Church from Reverend Ron Carpenter. Now, John Gray had left Joel Osteen's church in Lakewood to take this job. That was back in June of 2018. We covered that at Relevant Magazine. He was uh, inducted with a host of prominent pastors. Kirk Franklin was there to perform for this installation service. It was a very big deal. Gray renamed the church Relentless as part of an agreement so that Carpenter, when he left, could keep that name Redemption for a new church he wanted to plant. Uh, Relentless then entered into a financial agreement with Carpenter. That's sort of the background there. Uh, I know it's a little bit complicated, but remember, John Gray took over Relentless so that Ron Carpenter could keep the name Redemption.
0: Yeah. And as we as explained in a clip on John Gray's uh, own, which is the Oprah Winfrey Networks reality show, the book of John Gray, uh, back when this was happening back in 2018, you know, we actually viewers get to see the moment where John Gray explained to uh, Joel Osteen that he got a call from Ron Carpenter out of the blue. Uh, offering him this position at the church, we could see Osteen's reaction, but ultimately Osteen gave his blessing and was even at the installation service along with a lot of notable pastors. Uh, So it seemed like everything was smooth, that everything was above board, um, and, and it seemed pretty straightforward. One pastor sort of sailing off into the sunset and handing it off to a younger pastor to take over. It seems pretty straightforward, but something, you know, that was only that was only the summer of 2018, but something since then has gone awry. Explain what happened next.
1: So new court documents were filed last week and they show that Carpenter's new Redemption Church is trying to evict his old Relentless Church over what they are saying are late payments and non-payments involving an agreement that has to do with these church facilities. According to Greenville News, quote, according to documents filed by Redemption on Friday, Relentless failed to make mortgage payments to lenders, failed to pay redemption when a lease agreement was made, and has failed to vacate the property as a tenant in default. So that is the, that was the original complaint that launched that turned into a a much bigger and more complicated situation.
0: And and just for some context, you know, this, uh, you know, these this property, the, the 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 money involved is is over ten million dollars. It's right. a serious amount of money. Huge property um, now Gray has said that he has tried to meet with Ron Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Ron Carpenter has refused, and Gray has not been silent. You know, a lot of what Redemption has said is from these court documents, like you said that were filed last week. But uh, uh, Gray is speaking out. What has he also said?
1: Uh-huh, he is speaking out. He told Greenville News, "Quote: After a year of being led to believe the properties would be transferred to Relentless." there were consistent excuses as to why the transfer could not occur, even amid investing more than $500,000 of Relentless Church funds on much-needed repairs and maintenance to the site. Gray has now filed his own court claim against redemption, saying that Carpenter and his wife Hope made defamatory statements against him. In the counterclaim, which was filed by Relentless Church, they also claim that Carpenter made big promises to Gray Uh, He says, and it's important to note here that John Gray is a black man. Carpenter is white. uh, And in this claim that Gray put together, he says that Carpenter told Gray the people loved him. No one would leave. He actually said, quote, you will clear all the other black churches out. Uh, Carpenter Mm. has now called Gray shady and dishonest in the midst of all this. So it is definitely spiraling into something much more thorny than just uh, some missed financial payments here. Yeah, I mean,
0: this is getting into like righteous gemstones, territorial uh, territory. I don't know if people have seen the show, but a plot of that show is, you know, a megachurch trying to absorb the congregations of smaller community Mm -hmm. churches there. Now, uh, in addition to a lot of these, uh, a lot of complicated kind of real estate Um, uh, disagreements. There are millions of dollars involved and some of it coming from surprising locations. Uh, uh, What what can you tell us about that?
1: Okay, so The details of the claims these parties are making of each other do involve financial agreements that are very complicated. There's been more than 100 documents that have been filed in all of this and millions are at stake. The most surprising part to me, and I think to you as well, Jesse, was that the court documents revealed that Carpenter is owed $6.25 million Quarter million dollars a year for twenty-five years as part of his retirement package. Now that is pretty strange on its own. It gets even weirder when you uh, remember the Carpenters didn't really retire. They became pastors of Jubilee Christian Center in California. That's a 14,000-member church. It's the one they renamed Redemption shortly after leaving. They're still holding conferences, so why he's getting any retirement package, let alone one that's six and a quarter million dollars, is uh, is baffling and, frankly, not something that really has much of an explanation as far as we've been able to find, looking around.
0: This, this is a Netflix 10-episode uh, series. Oh, waiting. for sure. God, a lot drive. of drama, True a lot drive. of, of twists. Yeah, a lot of, of twists. I, I, in all seriousness, it, it is, you know, sad and just not to editorialize here, but I think I'm just stating the obvious. It's sad to see two prominent pastors uh, who, who are very well known be locked in this sort of public uh, you know, legal dispute, especially because Gray claims he tried to meet with Carpenter privately to discuss right. this, but now these documents are public. Yeah. You know, a hundred documents have been filed, and uh, you know it, it's a sad situation. But as Tyler we discussed earlier, uh, you know we did we did report positively on John Gray mm-hmm. uh, taking over this church. We we even showed that we embedded a clip on our site of him talking to uh, his pastor Joel Osteen. So there is some obligation that we have to follow up on these stories, even when. They they take a negative turn, right. uh, especially considering this this transition was something that we did cover pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. So it's something to keep an eye on, and people can read uh, deeper into our reporting over at RelevantMagazine.com. All right, next up, another disheartening story. Tyler, this one is is very concerning, but hopefully will spark some action. New research says that Antarctica has hit a new record, but this one is not a good one. What can you tell us?
1: Mm-hmm. So this is just a couple of weeks after we here on planet Earth clocked our warmest January on record. Now scientists have announced that Antarctica has hit 65 degrees Fahrenheit. That read was taken at Esperanza base along Antarctica's Trinity Peninsula. It sets a new record for the warmest temp ever recorded on Antarctica, the, the frigid continent. Now, the old record, this is kind of interesting, was 63.5 degrees, a degree and a half lower that was taken back in March of 2015. So an extra degree and a half doesn't seem like a whole lot until you realize that uh, it's a dramatic leap for a continent with an average temperature that has climbed by five degrees in the last 50 years. So it's gone up five degrees in 50 years, in five decades, the last uh, degree and a half happening in just the last four of those years. That, that comes, honestly, as a pretty big shock. Yeah, it is. And uh, to, to you and me, for sure. But to scientists who have been sounding this gong for a long time, it's a lot less of a shock. For example, a glaciologist who studies climate change at the University of Washington named Eric Stieg told the Washington Post, quote, this record doesn't come as any surprise. Although there is decade to decade variability, the underlying trend across most of the continent is warming. Stieg says he expects this new record will be broken again in no time he says that warming that has been particularly fast on the antarctic peninsula where esperanza is in summer the season they're now in so we can expect these sorts of records to be set again and again even if they aren't set every single year. This is something that's sometimes missed about this. Uh, You see climate change skeptics occasionally touting an especially low temperature uh, and using that as sort of evidence to point towards what they consider to be a hoax of climate change. But that ignores the fact that the trends, the overall trend, has been going upwards for uh, the past half century now.
0: Yeah, it's that's that is a very concerning story. But again, hopefully this sparks some some legislators and and just genuine consumers to take some action about yeah. uh, their consumption habits and uh, you know get get very serious in their concerns about climate change. Uh, finally, Tyler, we do have a lighter note here. Wes Anderson is officially back. We yeah. got a teaser. <laughs> Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, we talked about the cast announcement was a, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and now we have a little more, a few more details to go off of, including a trailer we've posted over at the site. Or the French Dispatch, which is going to be the next Wes Anderson movie. And even by Wes Anderson standards, uh, this looks like a very Wes Anderson movie. It's a very Wes Anderson type concept. So the French Dispatch, the, the name of the movie, is apparently a fictional French magazine that it's loosely based on The New Yorker. It is, and this movie is going to be run by American expats, fiction writers who live over in France, and the movie is going to be an anthology of their short stories. So a loose framing device for a bunch of short films, kind of like The Ballad of Buster Scruggs was from the Coen brothers on Netflix uh, last year. Now your tolerance for this conceit probably depends on your tolerance for Wes Anderson in general, but there's no denying that this man can pull a cast together. In this movie we have Benicio del Toro, Francis McDormand, Jeffrey Wright, Adrian Brody, Tilda Swinton, Timothy Chalamet, Lea Seydoux, Owen Wilson, Stephen Park and Bill Murray, along with Deep Breath, Elizabeth Moss, Liev Schreiber, Edward Norton, Willem Dafoe, Sir and Christoph Waltz, Henry Winkler, Jason Schwartzman, Rupert Friend, Angelica Houston, and plenty more. I would advise anybody who wants to see just what they're all up to to take a look at the trailer because it is a it is. If you have any familiar with Wes Anderson, you probably won't be surprised by the trailer. But it is another delightful uh, series of compositions that we can look forward to getting from him.
0: All right. Well, Tyler, I'm very much, very much looking forward to that.
1: I am sure you are. We talked about this last time, but you you're officially a fan of the older, the older Wes Anderson, right? The bottle. I am, I,
0: I am, but I'm still a completist. I'm still a completist. Sure. So
1: you sure. Uh he's a he's uh this one has some uh fun apparently the full name of it is the French dispatch of the Liberty Canvas Evening Sun, and the fictional French town it takes place in is called ennui sur Blasé, which by my limited French, uh which I have picked up a little of, this means ennui of Blase, which is all all sounds very Wes Anderson. To me. I, I think we're in for, I think Wes Anderson fans at least are in for a treat.
0: Well, Tyler, thanks, man. Thanks, Jesse. Well, you can read more about those stories and everything else we're covering today over at relevantmagazine.com. Also, be sure to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, we are on Facebook, and Instagram. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to our other podcasts and rate and review us. And don't forget, we're here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily.